What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Creating Wealth Podcast, where I, Kyle, from Kyle Curtin Real Estate, interview local top dogs in the real estate investing, wealth building, and personal finance industries. Let's build together. What's up, guys? This episode of the podcast was super interesting with a really cool guest with a very unique and niche business in Massachusetts. Renee's story was awe-inspiring, and her company is like no other. In this episode, we get into how networking and building relationships changes lives, the unreal power of finding a niche that you love, learning from your clients, and much, much more. In this episode, we talked a ton about entrepreneurism, and I hope you enjoy. Let's jump right into the episode. What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 29 of the Creating Wealth podcast. Today, I get the great pleasure of chatting with Renee Sullivan. Renee is a super cool entrepreneur and hiring consultant for small business owners in the trades, in particular, the HVAC field. What's going on, Renee? How's everything going? What's new? (laughs) Everything's going awesome. What's new is I'm totally in demand right now. (laughs) Perfect. Um, (laughs) You definitely can't beat that. No. Mm -mm. So to kind of jump right in, um, you know, if you could kind of tell tell us a little about, you know, kind of what you do, you know, about your company and, you know, kind of its backstory, you know, kind of like the areas you cover. Yeah. You know, what's, what's kind of your story? <laughs> I'll be happy to. So my story is um, my company's called ALA, ALA Services. And it was started because I belong to a networking group called BNI. And um, at the time I was consulting in a different capacity. I was consulting with internet marketers, um, but I was looking for a way to expand on that. And I, I was not really sure what direction to take. And I was having um, some challenges and I was speaking to one of the people in, in my uh, BNI chapter. Mm-hmm. And we were just kind of going over some of the challenges that we were hearing in the, our BNI community about business owners who were struggling to find help. And, you, you know, instead of trying to come up with, okay, so maybe I know some people who, who they can, you know, hire. Um, we kind of got to the bottom of the fact that I was in a position to actually be able to help these business owners with their hiring, because in a past career, I actually um, was an administrator in a school facility where I was actually doing the interviewing and the the hiring for special education staff. So I had a little bit of that background and it just, the stars seemed to align. (laughs) And basically we came up with the idea of like, you are the perfect person to actually help with these business owners who are challenged with not having the right amount of time to find the right person, not finding the right people, not knowing where to go with that. So with that idea, I literally said, that's a great idea. I don't know how I'm going to actually do it, but I'm going to do it because it's a great idea. (laughs) And the next day, literally, I went to my town and got a business um, certificate saying, okay, I have this company and this is what I'm going to do. And it just literally started from there. Some of my first clients were people in my BNI. At that time, I didn't have the niche of the HVAC. 
it just happened uh, a few months later, I can reconnected with one of one of my friends who is in the HVAC industry and he encouraged me to go the route of HVAC. He's like, there's such a need and not just the time factor. Um, they just, the people in, in the trades in particular, the HVAC industry, it, they don't necessarily know how to find initially, you know, their office people. They're used mm -hmm. to that, like the trades and doing that aspect of things. So I was in a position to really start helping them. What ended up happening though, over, the, over that year is I found more of the HVAC business owner saying, okay, you found me my operations manager. You found me my office person. Can you help me find some technicians now? Oh. Um, so it just so happened that I, I started to get really more involved in that industry. And I, I, I developed a real passion for the industry, just getting to know and network with more HVAC owners. And my strategy, if you want me to go into that more, um, as far as that is, I've made connections with a few of the technical schools now. Mm -hmm. So now I'm working at, okay, who are the recent graduates that you have? And I'm starting to place them into, you know, really good companies that I feel that are good fit. And my whole process is getting to know not just the business owners themselves, but who who are those applicants? Who are those people looking for jobs and where are they gonna be a good fit? My territory, I, I've started out in central Massachusetts, mm -hmm. but to be honest, the way that I do things, I've expanded more into Massachusetts, but I literally now have a client in Texas. I've worked with, <laughs> I've worked with a, um, a business owner who is an HVAC owner, who had bought a another type of business in Florida. So I actually helped him find a manager for that business. So um, I've been able to expand beyond that, but for the most part, a lot of my clients are in the central Massachusetts or some, sometimes in, in Middlesex County, um, but I can sp expand beyond that, you know, depending on where the need is and who I'm connected to. Yeah, that is absolutely incredible. You know, especially to just kind of like find the concept for that business through, you know, doing something that you love, you know, like the networking and everything and, yep. and just like blowing it up, you know what I mean? And, and just taking it from like zero to a hundred. You know, that's I, literally what I did. It went from zero <laughs> to, to, okay, find a niche. And I just kind of took off in that direction. And it's, it's really, I've been in demand lately. I've had, I've had to actually tell some HVAC business owners, I can't help you just yet. I'm helping with this person right now in this territory. And, and I work on integrity. So if I know that I'm working with an HVAC owner and it's in a certain territory, I'm not going to take on another client in, in a very close territory because I, I just don't feel it's the right thing to do. So yeah. I've had people wait a month or so. Yeah. Yeah. That really is incredible though. You know, there's a couple of things that I want to kind of get into just because like, I, I love how like, you know, like you said, like niche this is like, yep. is, is it kind of like a safe assumption that like, you don't really have a lot of other people like doing this kind of thing? Like, I'm finding out that there really <laughs> aren't a lot of people who do what I do in this niche. Um, I actually oh, cool. was speaking with with a, a branding expert and I'm actually working on, you know, branding and rebranding and, and and that kind of stuff. And she's been doing some research and, and talking me through some of these things. And she's like, there's really no one, at least in this area that has a niche like you and is doing things the way that you're doing. 
Um, so I'm, I'm really finding that out. And then it, it, it's nice to know um, that I can serve the industry the way that I, that I can. Yeah, that, that really is incredible. You know, that's, <laughs> that's, that's really cool. So how was kind of like, you know, everything, I guess, going on, you know, with like the, the virus and stuff, like, has that, how has that kind of impacted you? Like, have you, you know, had a lot more demand for work, you know, because of like people leaving and stuff? Or how has that kind of worked out? <laughs> it's worked out in different directions. I, mm -hmm. I can tell you last year, when this all first hit, yep. um, there was a, a bit of a pause, because a lot of business owners really didn't know what was going on. They mm -hmm. thought they may have had to lay people off. Um, and they did lay people off. They had some people who couldn't come back because they had kids and they had to take care of school. So yeah. I had to re, you know, I had to help them fill that role with someone else. Um, so I had a pause for a little bit. So like maybe April, beginning of May, by the time mid-May came, especially being in the HVAC industry, it's it's an essential business. <laughs> like they're like, okay, we, we got rid of these people. We need them back. We need more people. <laughs> so like, even though we were on pause, we're, we're back. So I was back working again. The challenge I had in, in the very beginning part of that though, was part of the CARES Act at the time where the unemployment, um, some people wanted to work, but couldn't because they had kids. Some people, to be honest, we're making more on unemployment. And that yeah. impacted some positions as far as like um, the office type positions. I didn't find it as much in um, finding technicians mm -hmm. because it's just one of those areas where most technicians, at least the ones I'm in contact with want to work and they mm -hmm. just want to find the right place to work. Um, but I had a little bit of that impact when uh, you know that CARES Act and they were making more. Now, what happened last summer when they stopped paying that extra, you know, six hundred for CARES Act? A lot of highly qualified people were coming back into. They wanted to work. They knew they they weren't going to get the, as much money. They were coming back, and I actually had really good applicants, a really good pool of applicants to work from, and I were I was able to place good people into really good companies. And then things like kind of were back and forth. So the, a similar situation is happening right now. Some people are making more on unemployment, unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. and others, but those aren't the people that I want. When, yeah. you know, when I'm doing my recruiting and, and vetting for that, you, you know, the kinds of questions I'm asking is if they would rather be on un unemployment, that's, that's not who I want. I want to give the best employee, you know, give my recommendations to business owners and the people I'm looking for really truly do want to work. Um, so it's a, a bit of a challenge in some ways, but in other aspects, the right people are out there. It's just a matter of using the resources that I have to find those people. And it is a lot through networking and also knowing how to, um, navigate some of the software that that you know the things like indeed zip recruiter things like that mm -hmm. you know linkedin that's been a really good actually linkedin's right now one of the the best sources for me right now and it's more of the networking part of it yeah. um, so that's that's really crazy you know linkedin mm -hmm. really is you know just a, a really crazy tool you know what i mean I, yep. I never really realized it until probably like last year honestly like just the power of it you know and 
you know, to yeah, be able once, to use it. Yeah. Once Sorry. I got into recruiting, I really understood the power of, of what LinkedIn can really do. It's insane. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and especially, you know, to be able to kind of take what you do and, and really like magnify it, you know, through um, like a social media like that. You know, it's, it's crazy. Like, you know, the sky's the limit, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I just think that's like super, super interesting, you know, cause I mean, like the demand is always going to be there, right. You know, to have like super quality people inside your business, you know, whether it's, you know, like you said, like at more administrative roles versus like technicians out in the field, mm -hmm. like people are always going to be like coming and going. Right. So, yeah. and you know, kind of like to stem off of what you said earlier, you know, about having like the time and the resources to, to do that yourself, you know, I can imagine, you know, can be pretty tough with everything yeah. that, you know, you have going on and trying to set up and everything. And the wow. biggest struggle <laughs> that business owners are telling me is that they don't have the time to do it right. Mm -hmm. Like they, they, it's not like they, they don't know how to do it in, in many cases. It's the fact that there's a lot of background stuff that needs to be done. And I'm taking that stress away from them. I'm mm -hmm. vetting for those people who really are the tire kickers. You know, yeah, I'm going through, there's a lot of time wasted doing that. And business owners, their, their money can be spent much more helping their team to get to the, the jobs that they have. They wait, make way more money going out <laughs> on the job rather than having to stop to take time to go through that, those tedious types of tasks. Yeah. And, and that's one of the reasons why, you know, I felt like I, I could be very useful in this. And, and quite honestly, some of, some of the business owners have said to me, especially in the more administrative roles, I really don't know what kind of things to ask. You know, I know the tech side of things. I know yeah. how to run that type of, but finding someone to answer the phones and finding someone to take care of the paperwork and that kind of stuff is a totally different kind of thing. Yeah. And when you find the right person who could do it, you can have a very well-oiled machine. It's just a matter of some business owners don't realize that they don't have to wear every single hat. Yeah, I know in the beginning, it you feel like you do. But once you start in that growth mode, and you realize when you give that up and give it to someone who could actually probably do it better than you more efficiently than you, <laughs> yeah. um, your company's actually going to be more successful. And you could do more of the, the, the sales meetings, you could do more of that training. And, you know, cultivating a wonderful culture for your business, rather than having to, to deal with those office type stuff. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, you know, especially it's nice to kind of see, you know, like the perspective of like, you know, maybe like two sides of a business. Yeah, like more like the tech side, as well as the actual, you know, like processes and, yep. um, you know, the more administrative, like setup kind of stuff, you know, and yep. like you may be like extremely good at one, but not have the time for the other or, you know, not as uh, like not as good at it. But, you know, to be able to kind of balance those out is is essential, right? You know, especially like you said, you know, to be able to kind of give some of those tasks to, you know, other people and delegate them and, yep. and use your time, you know, kind of the best way as yes. possible, right? Yes. My very first client had never had anyone in the office. He was literally doing it all himself <laughs> and basically said, I don't even know 
how to research the best type of phone system or dispatching system. And basically I said, well, that's where I can come in. I can help you find that person who's going to research that kind of stuff, help you set up that office because yeah. I personally have been in an office before. I've actually hired for people in office positions. So I know those kinds of things to look for. You could take that off of your plate, you know, and when I find you that right person, you're going to see how your, your company is going to be running a lot more smoothly. And that's literally what I did. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think it's really cool too about, um, you know, how, like you said, like you were like actually in that role before, you know, when you were working for, you know, like the school system and stuff yep. and like, you were like in the trenches, like doing yep. that, that job, you know, like you, you were there. Yep. Would you say that like that kind of helped you out like a, a lot, you know, having, you know, done stuff like that before and like, rather than like, just kind of jumping in exactly you know, like that experience. Yeah. That and also I've actually taken on part-time job as a receptionist mm -hmm. and an office person. So yes, in the administrative role, I've done that, but I've also actually sat in the chair, been the person to answer the phone, <laughs> you know, you know, find getting the, the person to the right person who needs to do that and also doing that office work. So I, I know the skills that are necessary to yeah. do those positions, whereas you know, a business owner doesn't necessarily know that part of it. Yeah. So like that, that's the skill that I can bring into um, helping that business owner out. That is amazing, Renee. Mm -hmm. um, to kind of stem into the next question, uh, what is your drive and your vision for the long term? For the long term, I really want to be seen as the premier hiring consultant for the HVAC industry. Um, it's starting to happen as I build that network um, and build those relationships. I can see that happening and, and, you know, throughout the state of Massachusetts, I really do want to be seen as that premier person. I think, <laughs> I think that that's a really good goal. And, and, and to be honest, that's a short-term goal. I can see myself as, as expanding, you know, nationwide and doing yeah. that. That's phenomenal. You know, like you said, it, it definitely is starting to happen. You know, I have clients in Texas and in Florida and yep. Wow. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that is incredible. Ooh, uh, what are your thoughts on building relationships and expanding your network? I know, oh, you know, we've kind of hammered on this one <laughs> just, quite a bit already. Um, honestly, <laughs> it's huge. Okay. The only, the, the way that I started this business is because of my networks and building those relationships. Had I not had that initial um, conversation with the person in my BNI chapter about, you know, what, what did I do in the past? How, how do we make this happen? It wouldn't have happened. Ella services would not have happened if it were not for those relationships. <laughs> Had I not had that conversation with my friend in the industry, in the HVAC industry, I wouldn't have decided to, you know, really move on and have HVAC as my niche. That person introduced me to a few people that he knew. From that, it expanded to more and more, and I just developed those relationships. Now I can really see myself, you know, getting excited when someone says they have someone going to school for HVAC. I'm like, put them in contact with me, even though, you know, even though they, they haven't even graduated yet, they're just starting, have them reach out to me. I can help them in the future. You know, I might even be able to help them get an internship. You, you know, it, it, it's just, I get really excited about networking 
and connecting with, with people in the industry because you don't know where it leads. And I'll give you one example. <laughs> um, in my former career um, yep. in the school systems, I actually used to work with babies and toddlers with um, children who had um, developmental disabilities. Mm -hmm. And one of the students that I was working with, he was two years old at the time, um, I stayed connected with his mother and his mother happened to be on social media posting, my son has just got accepted in the HVAC program at <laughs> you know, um, Bay Path and I'm so excited for him. And I reached out and said, I am so excited to hear that. Number one, I love to hear what happens with you know these little babies when I'm working, <laughs> what happens as they get older. Um, but I said, I might be able to help them. You know, I'm so excited. I'm in that industry. I'm actually now in the process of connecting them. And this was about 10 years ago when I actually worked with 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 this little boy. Mm -hmm. um, I'm now actually in in a position where I can help him. And that's because of the relationships that I built. It all goes back to building those relationships, staying in contact and because you just don't know what the future is going to bring. Those. <laughs> Those type of things are so cool when that happens, mm -hmm. you know, to literally like, you know, like take care of, you know, this person like a, a long, long, long time ago, mm -hmm. you know, and then to be able to like still, um, you know, like follow up and stuff like that and, yep. and, and like reconnect like years later. That's like the coolest yes. thing in the world. It is. You're I so do right, get excited you know? about that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like you, you're right. You honestly like never know like where things are going to reach. And one thing that I've been kind of big on is, um, you know, it only takes one conversation with one person to completely change everything. You know, like, like you said, you know, talking to that person from like your BNI chapter, you know, and your, your friend who is uh, like in the HVAC field, yep. you had two conversations and are now like taking care of clients, like across the country, you know yep. what I mean? Like, it's crazy, you know, it's, it starts it's like, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, it starts small and then just expands. And it, it it's really about taking the action. Like you, you, something happens, you make that connection and it's it's literally a decision away. And, you know, I decided to take action. Um, things just start to fall into place when when you make those moves like that. It's such a beautiful thing. It really is. Mm -hmm. Especially when you love doing that too. You know yeah. what I mean? You're like, oh, that's really cool. You know, like, mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. What do you consider to be the biggest variable in expanding your clientele? I think the biggest thing is if I've had um, success in um, like helping them find either an office person or, you know, their operations manager them reaching back out and say, okay, you help me with that. Can you help me find a technician? And when that happens, they start to tell other people <laughs> that they know in, in the industry, well, this person helped, helped me. And even when it doesn't work out, because I would love to say I've had 100% success, but I, <laughs> I have not. But interestingly enough, I literally had um, one of the people I was working with, and it didn't work out. They it was office person that just didn't work out. He actually referred me to someone else, not because of the fact that it didn't work out, but I think that he learned that both of us needed more information. Mm -hmm. And the reason why it didn't work out is the wrong person was put in there, but we both learned from that. And, you know, how it was dealt with 
again, goes back to the relationship, but yeah. he really realized someone else needed help and he still thought of me to refer me because of the fact that you learn from your mistakes. You learn from, and we both did, and he was still um, referring me even after that. So that, that, that shows to me that if you handle things right, even when things go wrong, you can still get a lesson out of that and some good things still happen from that. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, you know, it really is crazy. Like, you know, to kind of look at, at something like that, like bigger picture, you know, like even if something didn't really work out, but like just, you know, I guess like the way you dealt with it and like, you know, your your personality and stuff and, you know, just kind of like like taking care of it, you know what I mean? Like, and for that relationship to still be there and, and still be building, yeah. you know, because he, he thought of you and everything is, yeah. it's awesome. Well, I owned yeah. it. You know, but when I knew that it didn't work out, I basically yeah. took a 100% responsibility for that and said, you know, listen, this didn't work out. You know, we could, I could find you someone else. You can find someone on your own. They actually ended up finding someone else on their own, which is still great. You know, I still <laughs> feel that that's a, that's a success for them. Um, but I just, you know, you have to take ownership. Of, yeah. of something like that. And I think that's, that's, that's the only way you're going to actually stay in business is when things don't go right or the way you expected, you just have to accept that and take responsibility for it and just move on. Yeah. I'm sure you can agree. Not everything is going to go hundred percent smooth as planned, right? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> not in life, not in business. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ooh, what is the most important lesson that you have learned over your career? Um, I, I think one of the biggest ones is uh, literally what I just talked about. You can, I can, I've learned more from my mistakes than from my successes. And I've also learned that everything builds off of, of, something else. Like I started out my career in entrepreneurism, you know, actually in a completely different field from even internet marketing. I started out as a consultant in the health industry that expanded into, you know, consulting with internet marketers that expanded into consulting with more <laughs> local business owners and, and HVAC, but every single thing was a progression and it's skills that I learned, you know, and, and the other thing is a lot of people think, oh, you, you know, if, if they, if someone heard my story from the very beginning, oh, she's an overnight success. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> there's no such thing as an overnight success. It's years of the learning from the other businesses yep. <laughs> prior and the mistakes I made in that and the lessons I learned from that and the skills that I developed over time that brought me to, okay, yeah, yeah, I have a business that started from scratch and it, it went rel relatively quickly, but that took 10 years prior to get to yeah. that point the, a lot of that knowledge was from that that prior experience that got me there and the networks that I had already started to develop I couldn't agree and a lot of people don't share that part of the story yeah I feel like that's a really big one too is you know a, a lot of people just kind of want to you know show off like that that uh, uh, that thing that they created and everything and but like it's the stuff that like you don't see like behind closed doors you know like mm -hmm. 
And I, it's so crazy too, you know, like you're saying, like basically the stepping stones, like how things in your life connect, you know, from doing like one thing here and, you know, maybe 10 years down the road, like you might take a skill from like that first thing and be like, oh, I know how to do that. You know, and now it's like twice as applicable and, you know, like the com the compounding of the knowledge and the skills, you know, is, is crazy, you know, and the, the skill I took from being an administrator in the school system is yeah. literally like, I didn't know then that I would use that as a hiring consultant. You know, yes, I, I, I built from that skill, but literally everything builds from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not. <laughs> mm -hmm. Ooh, Renee, how do you define wealth? Um, I, I would say, I mean, there, there's mixed emotions about this because it could, it could, it's basically what you value. It could be possessions, it could be money, but wealth could also be knowledge that you have. It could also be the relationships that you've developed. I th I think for me, my my biggest wealth is my knowledge. And honestly, I started as an entrepreneur in the health industry. I think my biggest wealth is my health. You know, because if I don't have health, I, it doesn't matter what kind of business right, yeah. I have. <laughs> so I think it really depends on where your passion is and what you value the most as wealth. If, if you were talking to my grandmother, her wealth is in her family. She has a huge family. She comes from a big family. So her wealth is like the number of people in her family. Um, you know, if you talk to other people, it could be the land that they own, you know, it could be, you know, the real estate and, and that and the properties they own. I, I think for me more, my biggest wealth, I would say are, are my relationships and my knowledge that have developed from that those are priceless you know i that's i feel like that's a really big one that like isn't really talked about as often your health mm -hmm. you know because you're right like how much can you do if you know your your health isn't really the best right i mean yeah like you but, <laughs> sorry <laughs> some of some of the biggest lessons i learned in my first business as a health consultant was because i was going through some health challenges um and who knew <laughs> that, you know, I would learn from that and turn that into a business and then expand upon that, you know, but again, if I didn't take care of my health, who knows if I'd even still be here today. You're right. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's a, a really big thing, you know, just to kind of have that balance and I guess the self-awareness of, you know, like a lot of things going on, like, oh, you know, like, can I handle this? Like, am I doing all right? You know, and mm -hmm. To, to keep it sustainable, you know, and, and just kind of see, you know, like what you can deal with, like what's worth dealing with, what's not worth dealing with. And yeah, yeah. That, that's but, a really big one. I like that one. And, and it <laughs> takes a lot of self-assessment yeah. to be in that, in that mode where you really can sit back and say, you know, where am I going with my health? Um, you know, I've had some tough conversations with myself. <laughs> I've also had tough conversations with God and yeah. saying, you know, <laughs> what, what's really happening. And if you're, if you're not in a mode in the right mindset to actually, um, look at whether you do need to pr improve and want to improve, um, you know, you can go one way or the other. 
Yeah. Um, and so it is really important. You, you know, health is, is, is not just, you know, physical. It's more of a, it could be mindset health. Um, and, and when I was in um, having some challenges, it was both. It was a both physical and a mental thing where I had to really come to terms with myself and do some self-assessment and say, where am I going with this? Am I, you know, am I willing to do what it's going to take to improve my health? And I yeah. luckily made the decision to do something about my health and that that turned things around. It actually opened up my eyes on more mindset work. You know, once you start to uncover that, you, you find more things you need to work on. <laughs> That's kind of how it works. Yeah. Um, but through each of those challenges, I've learned so much from it. You know, I can't um, think of it as, you know, I regret that because I don't. I'm, I'm actually grateful for those experiences and challenges that I've had because it's made me become who I am right now. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. You know, that's that's a huge thing. You know, like if, especially like you said, with the mindset, you know, the, the mindset in itself is is a, a really, really big thing. You know, if you don't have the mindset, then it's great to have like a bunch of knowledge and, you know, all these visions and everything. But if you don't have the mindset to push through, you know, some of the, the times where it's not so good, then yeah where are you going to be, you know? Exactly. And that stems from, you know, having like good health, you know, mentally and, and physically as well, you know? Yep. I really I like that there's a lot I... of people out there who, who would rather just quit. And, and don't get me wrong. I've quit things in the past myself, <laughs> but you know, what I've learned is the way that you actually get through it is to just push through it yeah i've had moments of tears i've had moments of breakdowns but get it, the only way to get through it is to actually just get through it have that break breakdown if you need to have the tears <laughs> have the moment get through <laughs> that and then move on yeah and not everyone's willing to do that um I, I think it takes the right mindset to be an entrepreneur because it's not easy okay you're, you're going right. to fail you're going to have challenges and the ones that push through those challenges are the ones that are the ones who succeed. Yeah, you're definitely right. You know, <laughs> wait, it's not always, you know, Lamborghinis and, you know, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome if it was, but then, you know, where's the fun in that? That's, that's like, it's not a good journey. Might exactly. be fun for the short term. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't agree more, Renee. I, I, don't really get to have that conversation that often. That one doesn't come up, I feel like, as much as it should. You know, that's that's a really big one. You yeah. know, that's that's huge. Wow. Well, not a lot of people want to talk about it because it's the not it's the the non-sexy part, I guess right. you could say, of, <laughs> of the process of being a business owner or just any challenge in life is that you have to go through the hard times. Nobody really wants to talk about that. Um but you have to, because yeah. that's just part of your journey. And that's part of your story. That's what makes you who you are right now. Yep. It is, you know, and like you just said, you know, like the more times like that, that you push through, like the stronger you become as a part a person and the more you can deal with. And, you know, it, I mean, having that, that self-awareness and those conversations can definitely be very difficult. But like, if you're able to like develop that skill of being able to, you know, just kind of take a step back and be like, all right, you know, like what's going on, you know, like, what do I have to fix? Like, what's a little unbalanced in my life? You know, like, what do I have to pay more attention to? And, 
I feel like that's a really big thing in itself. Yeah. You know, and like you said, you know, like not everybody like wants to have those conversations because, you know, oftentimes they're not easy. No. About four years ago, I decided I made the decision to actually really work on that mm -hmm. um, I, intensely <laughs> on mindset. And I didn't do it by myself. I literally had I had to reach out to mentors, people who've been there before, you know, who've gone through things and challenges. Um, I, I truly feel that the, the most successful people always have mentors in their life that they can, you know, bounce ideas off, you know, talk to when you are having a challenge, you know, mm -hmm. obviously you have to do the work on yourself, but it's good to have that other person or people um, to really be able to reach out to when you're having those rough moments. Yeah, that's huge because, you know, oftentimes those people have been through that exact same thing, mm -hmm. you know, and like, they might not think that it's that bad because they've been through that a couple of times and be like, all right, you know, not too bad you know like just to see another uh see it through another set of eyes you know yeah. uh potentially like a more experienced set of eyes that have that have been through something like that before yeah um you know that's a really big thing and you know just to kind of hear their their thoughts on it and stuff mm -hmm. it's been incredibly important for me i can say i wouldn't be as far as i am right now without mentors totally you know, I feel like one thing too, you know, not to kind of go down another rabbit hole, <laughs> but um, <laughs> like in terms of like finding mentors, you know, I feel like it's at least from kind of my experience, like it's, it's been a lot easier than kind of people make it out to be, you know, like just to kind of like make those relationships and stuff and just be able to help each other out and like, yep. you know, just be around like-minded people and stuff. You know, like even in those like networking groups, like that's guys, that's how Renee and I met. It was in a, yep. I forget which one it was, but whatever. I, I don't remember either, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> but yeah, you know, like just, and a lot of those times too, like those kind of things are free, you know, social media, like the amount of people yep. that, yeah, I'm sure you can agree as well. You know, the amount of people that like we've met through social media is like, it's like unsurmountable. You know, and social media is free, like go make an Instagram account, go make a LinkedIn account, mm -hmm. you know, look up, you know, like HVAC, you know, operations managers and, you know, shoot the breeze with them. If people don't respond, yeah. all right, whatever, well, you know, you don't want to work with them anyways, right. you know, but the, the ones who do respond, that's where it gets crazy. <laughs> yep. You know, and that's literally um, when I started in internet marketing, that's literally how I started to develop relationships. I literally just would reach out and just trying to make connections, see who um, would respond, you know, and as far as like finding mentors, I really feel like you find them, they find you in, yeah. in mysterious ways. And yep. it's just, sometimes it's just a small little connection um, that just makes it happen. And you just, you just start communicating and it's either going to develop into like a mentor-mentee relationship or not, or maybe it's just a, a business relationship. Sometimes it develops into, into more, yeah. but you don't know if you don't take the step mm -hmm. and, and, and do it. 
you know, I found my online mentor literally from watching a series of YouTube videos <laughs> and saying, you know, I can relate to that person. This person, you know, has qualities, you know, this person is persistent, you know, yeah. if this person can do it, I can do it. You know, I found my um, mentor, you know, my business mentor in the HVAC industry because it was a friend of mine. Mm -hmm. You know, we just had similar things that, you know, we were passionate about or, you know, they just start to develop, you know, there's a, and I don't know who said it, um, when the student is ready, the teacher will come or vice versa. When the teacher is ready, the student will come something yeah. like that, to that effect. It just starts to organically happen at the right moment in time. It does. I, I feel like, you know, everything kind of happens for a reason too. And especially with something like that, you know, like if, if you're putting the work in and reaching out to people, like eventually something's going to hit, you know, yeah. and, and the ROI is, is usually, well, it can be pretty ridiculous. You know, because stemming back to something that you said earlier, you know, having like that one conversation with somebody like that, you, you know, just hit it off with mm -hmm. could turn into like two or three more people. And then it literally just like fans out like a tree, you know, and like off of one conversation, like it's, yeah. it just, it blows my mind. You know? yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> in, in my business it actually was a collaboration of idea eventually because it started with one person and then you know another person got involved and, and we just said Let, let's just do this it just yeah. makes sense to do that so yeah it does start one way and then expands from that it really does it's wow <laughs> what is something that you thought about business networking or wealth creation that changed as you went along um I, I guess I used to think that it was about the money, you know, um, you know, accumulating money was really where it's at, you know, if, and, and that it, your, your knowledge, you know, your network is your money, but it's more, it's more about like the person that you're becoming. Yeah, you're going to make money, but it's more about you know, who are you becoming as a person? What is your reputation? What what are people going to remember that you do and do well? Or what are people going to remember about, you know, what you're doing for the community? The money will come when the right folks just get involved in, in the yeah. process. So, and the other part of it is I also learned just from reading the book, um, the uh, Babylon. Oh, the yeah. richest man in Babylon. The richest man yeah, in Babylon. I love that one. <laughs> about saving money and things like that. Like I, I really didn't have any concept about saving money until that book. So yeah. that opened my eyes on, you know, I really do need to save and I really need to contribute, you know, this percentage goes to charity. This percentage goes to paying myself. This percentage goes to, you know, paying the bills and things like that. Until I read that book, I was all over the place. I really didn't have a plan. I didn't have a savings, you know, and, and I learned that you, you do have to treat money as, you know, you do need money to survive, but it cannot be the only thing that drives you yeah. to success. That's a really big one that uh, that was actually the second like business book that I ever read. Like the first one was Rich Dad Poor Dad. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that was, an, that was another book that like really hammered on mindset, like super early, you know, yep. I was just hearing like the principles and 
I forget when that book was written. I want to say it was like in the 1930s or 40s or something. I, like that. I have it on um, my so. shelf. I should go look, but I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Um, it's a classic, yeah. and every person should be reading that book. I agree. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, if you're interested in wealth and you're interested in and in really being a, a success, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, agree. Uh, another great book. Oh yeah, that's that's a really big one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, we kind of talked about this one quite a bit, but what values are most important to you when it comes to doing business? I know we we kind of hammered on that one quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, but but to expand on it, I would say you have to have integrity. Mm-hmm. Be honest. Um be authentic, you know, really don't, don't promise things you can't deliver. You've got to know your industry. And if you don't know it, you've got to be willing to learn. Um, I guess the other key is never stop learning. Because if you, if you stop learning, you're you're in, in dying mode. (laughs) You know what I mean? Um, But it, it really starts with be true to yourself, be authentic. Um, that's how you're going to develop those relationships. If you pretend to be something you're not, you might get away with it for a little bit, but it's not going to last. You yeah. know, people are going to start to see those true colors. And the only way you're going to stay in business is, is if you are true to, you know, who you are, what you can deliver. Um, yeah. That's so true. You know, I really like what you said about like the sustainability too. Like, you know, if, you know, you're doing things with kind of the wrong, um, uh, trying to figure out how the to wrong intention. It. Yeah, yeah, exactly that. <laughs> with the wrong intentions in mind, yeah, it might work out in the, uh, the short term, but good luck having it work out in the long term. You know, like eventually, like people are gonna find out. You know, like what kind of person you are. You know, especially like as you grow or whatever. You know, whether it's out of good intentions or not so good intentions, and. You know, I, I actually kind of wanted to mention this earlier, but I, I kind of forgot. Um, but it fits right in with this. So I thought it was interesting kind of what you said about, you know, being like less focused on the money as well, you know, because like if you're just doing like, you know, the right things, like the right long term, like persistent actions, you know, yeah. with the good intentions, the money does come, you know, and like just from, you know, focusing on like your values and like, you know, how you carry yourself and like what kind of services you're providing for people. And it just kind of happens in the background, you know, and like, it, it becomes less of the focus. It, it just right. kind of happens. Like it's, it's really crazy to go like that too, you know, like just to kind of, I guess, put money, like focus a lot less on money and more on, you know, the stuff that matters and like that, it just kind of happens, you know, like it, over time eventually you know like yeah when i'm when i'm focusing on serving others and providing that solution the money does come don't get me wrong i want to make money okay i I I didn't get into business to do this for free but when my focus is finding a solution for someone and really serving someone the best way that i can then the money does come um, because I, I will be paid for the services. And I, I've literally had clients tell me, 
I'm going to pay you more. Like I, I, this was unheard of like years ago, <laughs> but you know, I, I literally had a client say, you know, I know you charge me this, but I, I, I'm going to pay you more because you provided this. And that was a, a, an eye opener for me. It actually made me think about, okay, you know, maybe I need to really think about what I'm charging. Maybe there's a different way that I can, you know, do my approach to, you know, how I'm paid. It, you know, it really made me think of that. Yeah. But that was such valuable information. Like that statement and that that information coming from that client was so valuable to me that it made me improve my business. You know, again, it's another learning experience <laughs> on, 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 you know, again, I had the relationship with the client um, who said, you know, yeah, I'm going to pay you more. I'm like, okay, I'll take it. <laughs> you know, Thank you. I appreciate that. Maybe I need to look into some things. Um, and I did, I actually ended up restructuring my payment system because of that. Um, and it makes more sense now. Yeah. That's really cool though. You know, like just to be able to kind of see like a disconnect, you know, and it just kind of makes you think about like different things, I guess, like, you know, somebody like offering to pay you more, you know, for the service that you provided because of the way that you provided it, you know, it just like, it's mind blowing, you know, just to kind of think like outside the box, like these people were so blown away at what I did for them that they wanted to pay more, you know, like, and just to kind of focus, you know, I don't really know what I'm trying to say, but it's, it's, you know, more focused on like just the principles and the, like the concepts like of providing, you know, the best service that you can and like less about like the money. Right. You know, it, like it, you said, just kind it, of an eye opener. Yeah. It really made me see, you know what? I really did serve my client. Yeah. You know, it, it made me feel good in, inside that they could say that to me um, because it, it it helped me to see, OK, these are really good things that I'm doing for others. These are really good things um, in my business. But I also saw, OK, you know what, I have to fix some things, that, you know, to make things better. Or maybe I just need to change my payment system or maybe I need to do this. So it, it was an eye opener. Um, I learned from my clients as much as they learned from me. So it, it, again, it, it goes back to the relationships that you have yep. and you develop over time. That's huge. Yeah, you know, especially, you know, kind of like you just said, like just to be able to, you know, step out of the box, you know, for a second to like analyze the different situations that you come across, you know, and just see like, you know, how you can improve different systems and everything, like just from being in those situations, you know, and, and learning from them you know, just as much as they learn from you. That's wicked cool. <laughs> yeah. um, last but not least, Renee. Um, so we kind of got into this a little. Um, do you read? And what is your favorite business investing or real estate book that you would recommend to anyone? I read all the time. <laughs> you had to pick <laughs> it's one. It's <laughs> literally one of my daily routine. I, I, I have a routine in my day in, in reading is definitely on that routine. Oh, yeah. um, I'm actually gonna show it. I don't know if you could see it and I'm hoping that it doesn't come out backwards, but The Law of Success, mm -hmm. 16 Lessons by Napoleon Hill Ooh. is a very thick book. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't pick this up as your first reading material if you're getting into <laughs> you know, entrepreneurism, but there's so much information in here and so much knowledge. 
I, I truly feel this should be taught in high school. Yeah. Every single person, whether you're building a business or not, um, just success in life, this should be studied. It's, it's not going to be, but, but I, <laughs> if I were running a school, it would, know, be. <laughs> I would, it would be because um, everything you, you really need to know about success is in here. It's literally broken down. I don't know if you've ever actually read this book, but, and it is a classic. I, I will look at the year that it was written. Um, originally, I haven't read that uh, Napoleon Hill book. I've read Think okay. and Grow Rich. I haven't yep. read that one though. Yep. I'll this, definitely throw that one on before. <laughs> this came before Think and Grow Rich. Yep. Oh gosh, it doesn't have the original. <laughs> I have the, no, I don't have the first. No, I don't have it, but That's this okay. is old. <laughs> Yeah. I think this was written in, in the 1920s or 1930s because it's Napoleon Hill and he's sure. long gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm very interested about that one. I'll have to pick that one up. I haven't yeah. read that one yet. It, I like it's it's going to take a long time to read because it is thick. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to be someone who's really passionate about reading success books to get yeah. into it. But yeah, I... I it, it breaks things down as far as, you know, it talks about integrity. It talks about, you know, cons being consistent. It talks about, you know, everything you need to, to know and do to be successful. It talks about building relationships, being true to yourself. Um, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very interested in that one. I'll, I'll have to pick that one up. <laughs> yep. Dude, that's another one that, you know, was written a long time ago. And the principles are still as strong as they, you know, today as they were back then. You know, the same so with Religious Man in Babylon. It's just different, <laughs> a different way of writing it, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Definitely check that one out, guys. I, I definitely am going to put that one on the list. I'm awesome. reading, uh, there's another big one that I'm reading right now that's kind of been kicking my butt because it's taken a while. It's uh, the four hour work week. Oh, I have that on my shelf as well. <laughs> I, I really like it so far. There's a ton of information in it, but it's it yes. is on the longest side. <laughs> yep, I agree. <laughs> but um, yeah, thank you very much for coming on here, Renee. It, it really was a pleasure. You know, I, I could talk to you for hours. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no, I, I've enjoyed this too. It, it's been very enlightening for me too. So yeah, I, I've enjoyed it. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Now, is there a, where can you be reached on, you know, social media, like you, the business? So you can definitely find me on LinkedIn. That tends to be the, the biggest social media that I use. Mm -hmm. um, I have a company page, Ella Services, and also um, Renee Sullivan on um, just plain old Renee Sullivan. I <laughs> um, but I'll, I am on Facebook a little bit i'm just not as consistent with that one yeah. i do have a website um it is ellaservicesHiring.com. so you can also go there i will be doing a rebranding eventually over the summer but for now that's that's definitely where you can reach me awesome yeah i'll definitely link all of those below and i'm looking very i'm very much looking forward to that kind of the rebranding and what you what you decide yeah. to do too i can't wait <laughs> me too <laughs> but yeah thank you so much again renee it, it really was a pleasure yeah welcome thank you all right guys that concludes our creating wealth podcast episode for today 
I want to thank every single person that has listened this far. It really means a lot to know that people can learn from me and with me as we build wealth together. Hopefully you can take home at least one thing from this podcast that will improve your life just a little bit. If you could, please check me out on social. That's at Kyle Curtin Real Estate on Instagram, Facebook, and I'm on Bigger Pockets. Until next time, let's build together.